Hello, everybody. I am Joshua. And I'm Jamie. And we're, we're going to do Daredevil. Daredevil. This is episode 16, and we are covering, we're, we're past the century mark. Yeah, um, La- man, last episode was a doozy. It was a great one. Two great. hours of us just waffling on, I'm sorry, yeah, everyone. I hope yeah. you had as much fun as we people did, even lo- half of pe- the fun. People love hearing us talk, Jamie. <laughs> we don't even have to talk about anything specific. They just want to hear our voices. Exactly. You know how they have apps and stuff that you can download, you know, to help you sleep, it's usually this female or male speaking in a very soft, quiet yeah, voice, telling you that. to stretch your legs out. If anyone it, has yeah. a, a book that they'd like <laughs> us to read, we could probably set that up as well. Um, you know, real quick, before we go into yes, sir. Um, issue one or what we're going to discuss, we should probably talk about Stanley when we record yes. when we recorded um, the. Um, Episode fifteen, which covered mm-hmm. you know our recap of everything, we, we recorded that just before Stanley had passed away. Yeah, so I thought maybe we should take a moment to talk about him because we really do have him to thank for Daredevil. Yeah, and um, obviously everybody knows he played a huge role in so many comic books: Fantastic Four, Spider Man, X Men. But you know we talk about Daredevil. Daredevil t- tends to be our passion, so we really want to give a shout out to Stanley for everything he did for comics in general, but specifically for our purpose for you know helping co-create Daredevil and bringing yeah. such this amazing character into the Marvel universe. So there can be what are they on like six hundred and twelve right now? So yeah. many wonderful stories to you know all thanks to Stan the Manly. So yeah, yeah, R.I.P. He was. Uh, I, I mean we. We, we've said earlier on that this isn't going to be a, a show about his uh, place in the world. We're just going to take it on face value. But he is—he was such a huge part of Marvel, and we've also said, you know, it's Daredevil is that the, the character for me that he seems like he had the most fun writing, or at least put some put mu- most of himself into. The yeah, book. and if and if you remember. Uh what went over last episode, like most of our favorite stuff ended yeah. up coming from issue one through 50, which yeah. he wrote all yeah. those issues. So yeah. That, yeah, that was exciting. Yeah. So thank it did you, seem Stan. like, yeah, thank you, Sam. It did seem like he was having such a great time. Yeah. I feel like he was, he was more involved. I mean, I, I yeah. kind of read a little bit, just getting ready for this. I read a little bit about the origin of the origin of the character mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, um, there, there was a character called Daredevil that was around. Um, I can't remember the, the publisher to put him out, but he's one of those uh, um, public domain characters that you see around now. He was a red and blue mm-hmm. um, half, like a Harlequin style face um, with boomerangs. And <clears throat> I think um, at some stage someone said, uh, we need a character called, we, we should do something with this character. He's public domain. And right. um, I think it was Stan uh, Lee that said, well, we shouldn't use that character. We should come up with our own one. And they kind of, in the, in the Marvel style, they built the character. And, you know, there hasn't been a blind superhero that I know of since. There's been Has only the been? characters within the Daredevil story, I believe. Yeah, exactly. So so just that component alone, mm-hmm. you know, we can thank Stan Lee for introducing us to the first and the biggest and potentially the only universe, or I guess our only little 
Daredevil universe section mm -hmm. where we have a blind superhero, which is kind of cool. Yeah. 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 So, so today, yeah, with that being said, today we're going to cover five fabulous um, issues. Yeah, this is kind of in the, um, what I would call the, the middle. I mean, it's, uh, Steve Gerber is writing still, and he writes, I think it's 20 issues total of uh, Daredevil. Mm -hmm. <coughs> and um, we're covering the start of the middle section. Um, right. It is uh, issues 101 through 105. Correct. And it's July to November in 1973. 1973. And boy, is it 1970. Yeah, you can really tell it's 1970. <laughs> I mean, like, look, like this first this first issue, 101, yeah. it's uh, Vengeance in the Sky with Diamonds is mm -hmm. what it was called. As you mentioned, it was written by Steve Gerber's pencil by Rich Buckler. Mm -hmm. um, it, where we left off of last time was that we just had one page, one little, like a half splash, I guess, whatever you call that, of Ang Angar. Mm-hmm. The screamer, yeah, and he screams seventies. His outfit, <laughs> <It really laughs> yeah. screams seventies. He's got this vest on, mm -hmm. you know, shirtless underneath. Yeah. He's got like a Fu Manchu, yeah, uh, type of like th that long, um, uh, long mustache. I don't even know how to describe it. Does it, it connect in the middle? I don't there's know no mustache it. in the middle except for the very edges. So. <laughs> for the edges, um, he's, uh, you know, he's 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 a angry. Hangover from the failed um, uh, love generation. And right. He's he's very angry that the that, that society pushed back on um, the flower power and the, the Correct, love generation, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and he's been kind of pulled into this storyline. Um, so yeah, so where we left off, uh, Daredevil uh, had just exited out of Rolling Stone, mm -hmm. and uh, everything is so weird. The, the, all this reality bending. Mm -hmm. stuff that's going on that nobody can explain and then we find out right away at the beginning of this issue that it is indeed Angar the Screamer mm -hmm. who his cosmic power or whatever you want to call it is that he can bend reality in a way to make you think you're in some crazy weird topsy-turvy type world yeah, and um, he can really do anything he wants I believe right he, he uh, well, to a certain degree to a certain degree yeah. it's, it's, his power is strong enough they, they bring it up uh, later in this issue that it's strong enough. Um, pretty pretty uh, early on, they mentioned that it even affects um, uh, Daredevil's senses, so that yeah. Daredevil is trapped within this this false reality. Mm -hmm. um, so they have a little fight, Daredevil and, they and have Angar. a very little fight. Yeah, um, Daredevil kind of leaps at him, and Angar warps reality and mm -hmm. warps his senses to the point where Daredevil feels like he's fallen off of a cliff into um, into nothingness, and uh, he whips out the billy club, tries to swing to safety, and then slams into a wall in, in the real world and uh, is knocked unconscious. And when he comes to, you have uh, Paul Carson. Good old Paul Good Carson. Good old Paul Carson. Yeah, buddy cop friend. Yeah. yeah. He's and there. th there's a little moment here that I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, probably, th I could say this is my second favorite Steve Gerber writing moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one, will I can't remember if we covered in this podcast or I read ahead, so it might be the next one. But uh -huh. um, so in in this moment, Daredevil's just woken up. He's talking to the cops and he's confused. Or he's like, "No, I I was falling," and you know, and the cops are like, "No, dude, look at your billy club that's hanging down. Yeah, you were you swung yourself into a brick wall like an idiot, <laughs> right?" And then they have one panel 
uh, where Daredevil, where they asked Daredevil to describe the person. Yes. And it's, 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 it's a square and it's, it's got an outline of the two cops that Daredevil are talking to with circles around it. Cause it's, it's what you, you know, it's his radar sense, what he's seeing. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, one of the officers, so you can't see the officer. This is from Ray, uh, from Daredevil's point of view. Says, "Can you give us a description, Daredevil? Yeah, of we'll what the guy on APB? Yeah, of what the guy looked like, like his hair color, eyes, distinguishing marks, and everything." And then the next panel is Daredevil going away, saying, uh, "I'm still a little too shaken, I think." And then and then he runs off. Yeah. But that one panel told so much information, whereas up to this point, mm-hmm. you know, because you know we're dealing with the Silver Age, we're dealing with a lot of talking where you constantly explain everything, the inner dialogue, monologues that are going on in your head. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to say anything to know that Daredevil's blind, to know that that the Daredevil can't tell them. Yeah. And it's cleverly written. Yeah. By just one panel showing you that, you know. What the situation is, where in the past you would have had a bubble saying these guys don't know that I'm blind, and yeah. and, and you didn't need to do any of that. Yeah, Steve Gerber is definitely you're, you're starting to see a real change in in storytelling, and he he was quite a big um, presence at Marvel. He he came in. He was a um, I think he was a he was working in advertising at the point, but he was a big comic book fan. He'd had letters published in Fantastic Four, and um, was friends with maybe. Um, I don't think not Roy Thomas, but it was definitely someone in the editorial. And he did the writing test, um, which was a Daredevil mm-hmm. page. He'd written some other stuff at Marvel at this stage, and then took over from Daredevil in '97. Was it '96 or '97? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it also been uh, uh, creating new characters and taking things in a really different more um, cosmic, psychological, spiritual direction with a lot of the characters. Um, and yeah, the writing style has definitely changed. There's yeah. a lot less um, captions. There's a lot yeah. less uh, third-person narr- narration. It, it definitely makes the comic a much easier, quicker read. Mm-hmm. Um, Gerber style, which I think we've mentioned in the in the in the past, doesn't. I mean, he does he does a fine job writing, but his style of storytelling doesn't really fit too well in the in what I picture as a daredevil yeah. universe just and because they, they make a point of daredevil even saying you know this stuff is a little too much for me <laughs> right yeah um so anyway so daredevil you know he just fought angar hits the wall leaves yeah. the cops and he heads home and who does he find when he gets home black widow yes black widow has returned and if you guys remember in issue um uh 99 uh, yes uh, she had left to become a member of the uh, Avengers. Yeah, in that um, that, that uh, 111 mm-hmm. Avengers 111, when they went up against Magneto, she was asked to stay, and she agreed. And right, Daredevil said, "I'm out of here." So, and they and they don't really uh, touch into why she left the Avengers or anything. I think it was just about time to get her back in with Daredevil, so yeah. they could. You she's know, still on the cover. So, yeah, she's you know, <laughs> exactly at this stage. Right, right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> So, but, um, but that altering reality happens again as soon as she sees Black Widow. Yeah, um, and it happens to Black Widow. She sees yeah. Daredevil come in the room and they're talking and he goes up to, I think they hug and as they break away, he starts to transform into a demon and um, he, he realizes that something's happening outside and he looks out the window and anger 
Paul Angar. Is it, I think his name's Paul. I can't remember. They do say his first I, name. At I, some can't, I can't remember. Um, Angar's out there screaming and he's like saying, you know, I know you're in there and I'm just messing with you. And, and it's such kind of a weird moment because he like drives up in a car yeah. and he goes, hey guys, I'm powerful. Look what I can do. Yeah. And then bye. And then, he, and, then, and then he leaves. It's. Just, it's mm-hmm. I think it was just to show Black Widow suffering the same type of reality bending. Yeah. You know, under the circumstance, so that way they could see Daredevil turn into a monster yeah. of some sort. And they uh, they kind do what you Yeah, they they the first thing they do after he leaves is they go and turn on the TV to see if there's any news mm-hmm. about what's happening. And then the the broadcast basically says everyone stay in your homes. And yeah, because like that's not what we do. We're right. going to go and find out more. They're like we're we're going to go check the water supply. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. There's always something in the, you can always blame there to be something in the water. Exactly. But you know, but we haven't really touched base on the art of this issue because. Uh, Rich Buckler, I did a little bit of research on him because mm-hmm. I actually was enjoying the art. I thought he did a yeah. great job and wanted to learn a little bit more about him. It's very uh, John Buscema and, yeah. um, and Sal Buscema and, and um, that, that kind of style, that very Marvel house style at this right. stage. And, so and it's not a real departure from, from Colin. And, right, and I don't want to dive too deep into him because I, I found out he only does one Daredevil issue, so he will not be... He cut. does? Oh, right. Yeah. I, I did too, but no, I guess it's... Yeah, uh, he, he did Daredevil for only one issue. I mean, wow. at least at the site that I was looking at. Okay. And I thought, you know, well, first off, that's kind of cool to have on your resume. Yeah, I, yeah. Did, I did You know, I did a Daredevil yeah, issue. Yeah, I did. So. Oh, that's right. Don Heck takes over, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. So uh, he, he was best known for his work on Fantastic Four. He did that for mm-hmm. about two years. Yeah. He also created or, or co-created Deathlock. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, uh, and, and he was also one of those guys who started drawing professionally as a teenager. Yeah. Seems like it was much easier to get a job <laughs> as a teenager back in the, you know, I, I guess it probably was the 50s at this point. Yeah. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I know. Anyways, I, I'm not going to get into that right now. But uh, he started doing working at DC before he went to Marvel. Uh, mm-hmm. He was doing backup stories uh, in um, Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, then he jumped over to Marvel, where he did Fantastic Four. Um, and just one other note I'll say about him is in 1974, he hired uh, George Perez as his studio assistant. Wow. So I thought that was a kind of a neat little moment. because That know, is. Yeah, George Perez is huge in the comic book yeah. world today, so I thought that was neat. He was ah. his studio assistant yeah. back in 74. Did his backgrounds for me, George. Probably so. <laughs> um, so anyways, so uh, stepping away from Rich and getting back into the story, Yes, uh, we had left off with the news. Yeah, and, and uh, drives yeah. off to a, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's like a, a big mansion out in the outskirts of uh, um uh, of the outskirts of, of San Francisco, and he, you know he's, he he hates it. He's, it's him thinking about how terrible the place is and how he wants to break, tear it all down. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a, he says it's twenty seven rooms of gloom, and keeps referring to the man. And uh, we learn that the man is actually there is a the man. It's correct. Yeah, he's boss. It's a mysterious figure. Who, yeah, we, at this point in this issue, we don't really know anything about no, this guy. No, all we know is that that Daredevil in the last mm-hmm. few issues has been bombarded with these weird. Uh, powerful characters like the Dog Messiah and and now Angon mm-hmm. the Screamer, and we meet another one in the next one, I think, or the next but one issues. Ramrod, yeah, yeah. he's he's coming up. But I mean, from this meeting with the man, there's not really too much to take out from this from this little scene, with the with the exception of how much power the man has over Angar. Yeah, uh, they're they're towards the end of the the little scene here uh, to show Angar that. You know, you do have to tell, do everything that I tell you to do. Mm-hmm. He has his device that he triggers this like elect, 
this electrode electronic shock in mm-hmm. uh, inside of his brain, like gives him a little low dosage and says, yeah. you know, I can tell because anger has a temper. He, yeah. ca- he kind of seems like I don't, I don't answer to no man. Yeah. And then man is like, uh, yes, you do. <laughs> and then that's when he triggers the, this little electrode machine yeah. and, it, and it starts to shake. It's a great, greatly drawn panel. Yeah. Yeah, where you can see his arm, or you can see the man's hand yeah. foreground pushing the button, and angers and got drops to the ground pretty yeah, much. He's yeah, like, he doesn't go down on his knees, but he, the, the physicality of him, the pain hit, hitting him, shows him drop right. down in the, yeah. the panel. And uh, yeah, it's um, he. You, at this point, he mentions that he has the same control over him as the mm-hmm. as uh, Mordecai, uh, who was the Dark Messiah. So, correct. We, we learn that this man has been behind these two characters at least attacking him. Right. Um, so we cut to cut Matt to going to Matt, work. Matt going to work and he and runs into Jason Sloan. Yes, Jason Sloan. And might have forgotten about him. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a minute. But um, so Jason Sloan uh, tells Matt, he goes, look, so our senior partner, uh, Kerwin, is that how you say his first name? Kersh, Kerwin, Kersh, yeah, yeah. Kerwin Broderick. Yeah, Kerwin Broderick. Yeah. Uh, wants you to or wants the Corin J Broderick. Yeah, Corin J Broderick. <laughs> he wants you to have your three or your your teenagers that you're defending. If you guys remember there were people back in issue one hundred that were that were trying to steal papers from Rolling yeah. Stone. And Did, it was also in in issue ninety seven there was the kids shooting up the yes, research facility. Ex- so. Yes, exactly. And uh he really wants uh Broderick really wants uh Matt to convince those guys to plead guilty. Yeah. And, and Matt has, he's like, no, they're innocent. And he knows this because daredevil told him, you know, but, um, (laughs) you know, from telling from the heartbeat or whatever, he knows they were under some type of mind control or something. Yeah. But, uh, so Matt is kind of furious at this point. Yeah. He storms out. He gets really angry at Jason and, and, uh, Jason makes a comment about, you know, either you towed a line or you won't be a partner for much longer. And he kind of, Storms out of the office and tells him to watch it. And as he's leaving, he thinks, "Why? Why would he even say that? There's something mm-hmm. not quite right about this." And then he, Matt Murdock, mm-hmm. is attacked by anger. Yeah. Anger attacks and uh, grabs him. It's like, "Oh, a blind man." Well, I don't care. I've got to. I'm going to kidnap you. Yeah. And uh, as he's as he's dragging him off, a bystander says, "What are you doing?" And uh, anger says, "You know, mind your own business." And he says, "No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to call the police." Mm-hmm. And luckily. The call gets through to Paul Carson. Good old Paul Carson. Good old Paul Carson. So Matt's been kidnapped yeah. by anger. Uh, Paul Carson's been notified by a member of the public mm-hmm. and says, like, what is this city coming to when even a blind man's being kidnapped? Um, and then a weird thing happened. Yeah. Matt convinces Angar to let him go. Yeah, the, he, the whole reason that he kidnapped him was obviously to get to Daredevil. Yeah. Because his orders from the man are to, you know, kill mm-hmm. Daredevil. Which once again, I don't know why he didn't do it earlier, but whatever. Um, so he's supposed to. He kidnaps Matt to get to him, and then Matt, just over a couple of panels, is like, "You're a better person than the, mm-hmm. than this. You, you know, this well, is he's not an incredible you. lawyer." That's the thing that we we they keep trying to imply that if if given the chance, Matt can convince people of pretty much anything. And I, and the one part I did like about it, um, even though it seemed like it was a little rushed, mm-hmm. was that Angar, you know, he takes a minute to think and and. The things that matter saying make sense. Yeah. So he he is a good guy at heart, mm-hmm. just with a bad temper. Yeah, he's a hippie with a bad temper. Yeah. So, but but ultimately, what ends up happening is that he lets Matt go, and he's like, "Fine, get out of here before I change my mind." Yeah. So then, of course, Matt runs off and does Matt one of his, uh, his quick change. Just quick change. It's in a couple of words, I think, isn't it? It's yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty darn quick. 
Um, and at that same time, the cops show up because because Carson got that phone call from that, mm-hmm. from that pedestrian. Yeah. So you've got the Black Widow with Carson, with the cops, all showing up and Daredevil landing yeah. at the same time to attack or to, I guess to stop anger cops are trying yeah. to get Matt back and, and daredevil's like, no, it's okay. I already saved him and let he him says, go. I, I saved Matt and this kid, he's a good kid. So don't do it. And then there's a yeah. great sequence uh, where anger walks out slowly from the room mm-hmm. or from the, the, the house that he's been in. And it's just um, like f- three or four panels. Yeah, there it is. It's, it's four panels and it just shows him slowly walking out and he kind of hunches over as he's walking and then he's building up to let out his scream. And he lets out the scream and reality warps and oh, the yeah. cops just turn into thrown. crazy moments. Yeah. And the cops are like being attacked by monsters in their mind and opening fire on them. And, and this up to this point, I believe this is the most gruesome panel that we've had so far. Yeah, You see a cop. Yeah. A cop actually shot. gets shot at close range by another cop thinking that that cop is a monster and mm-hmm. you see blood. Yeah. You see like squirting, out. squirting out <laughs> of his chest. And I don't remember at any point. No. Seeing blood squirting out from a bullet. Mm-mm. I think this is the first time. So this yeah. is 1973? 73. So 73, that's where... Uh, it, the comic code, has that happened yet? Yeah, yeah, that's deep in. That was in the 50s. In I the think. 50s, yeah. yeah. So somehow that got through. They um, they get around it a lot. I mean, it, they kind of dress it up so it doesn't look... It looks like it's part of the transformation of the monster going back. And yeah, but, but it's very it's, clearly... It's clearly blood squirting yeah. out of his chest, Jamie. Yeah, don't don't. <laughs> I'm just trying to help him out. Um, and Daredevil, he's just shocked by what's happened, and Anger just stops it. And yeah, um, he's you know. See, Daredevil tries to reason with him yeah. after this whole event, so it's back to normal. And Daredevil's talking to him, and then they it, have a fight, and, and we learn that Anger is actually quite strong in that fight. Daredevil's mm-hmm. surprised at how strong he is, and and. Um, is it in this issue where Black Widow's about to zap him? Is that what stops him, or is it? Yeah, yeah. She goes up to to zap him, and then and then he does this little um, this little quick little mind bend, and then and runs off. He's able yeah. able to get away, yeah. leaving the carnage behind. Where he there's kind a, of vanishes. He, he screams. Yeah. He screams just loud enough to make himself vanish and then uh, confuse everyone. And the cops have mixed feelings on the whole yeah. thing because some of them feel like you know it was Daredevil's fault that you know that they he made us that he tried stop. to try yeah. to stop him, and then Carson, his buddy Carson's like, no, no, we have Daredevil to thank for there not being more of his dead. Yeah, you know, so yeah. And then it ends with um, Daredevil wondering if Black Widow would really have killed him. Right. And he's, he's a little taken aback by the prospect that Natasha is as cold-blooded as uh, she's starting right. to look like she can be. <clears throat> so That's uh, the end of that issue. Th- that is. And this next one is my favorite issue of the five that we're going over today. Oh, it is? Well, yeah. that's, that's good because the, the next one... No, this is my one as well, 102. Yeah, 102. Good choice. Yeah. Uh, it's called Stiltman Stocks the City. And yeah. I don't know what it is about Stiltman. I've really enjoyed a lot of these Stiltman stories. Yeah. And uh, we have Sid, we have, um, Sid, Sid, yeah, Sid Shores is... on the art, and he did a fabulous job. Now, this, this issue is, I'm guessing it was a fill-in. Um, Chris Claremont is the writer who everyone who is was into comics at any stage in ever <laughs> yeah. should know as the, the man behind right. uh, the X-Men. And, and that might have been why I liked it so much because I'd read so much stuff from Gerber with all the cosmic and all these yeah. powers. And then we get down to 
this is street level. It is street level, yeah. and it's kind of a detective story. Yeah, Daredevil does a little bit of detective <laughs> work in it, and and like I mentioned just a few seconds ago, Sid Shores is the art, and I thought that he did a Sid fabulous Shores job. Is inc- he's an incredible artist, and it's kind of sad because um, he passed shortly after this book came out. Um, oh, really? Yeah, he'd been inking for a long time, and he died pretty soon after. Um, but his artwork is he's he's excellent. He's an excellent. Bronze Age uh, dynamic artist, and it's mm-hmm. such a shame that he didn't get to do more issues because it felt like he was someone who really knew how to tell a story right. visually. And and it's 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 definitely worth uh, having a look at this issue. It's really it's a fun issue, and yeah. the artwork is great. The artwork yeah. is fantastic. Um, it starts with uh, Daredevil's. He's out swinging. Um, he's, he's, he's looking, he's looking for Angar, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and as he swings past a couple of uh, sailors who like complain about him swinging around, <laughs> which <laughs> I, love, a, I love it. Yeah. I love it. It it, it 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 screams issues one through fifty. Yeah, it goes back to you know it does. And this is also, I think, Chris Claremont likes to throw in dialogue for for supporting characters. He's right. very, you know, he always has a little sides where. Like random, I'm surprised that he didn't give them names because that's another one of his traits is to give these little characters that are just aside characters uh, names and have them seem bigger than they are, and then you cut away from them. But Daredevil's going along, and whilst he's swinging along, he suddenly detects a heartbeat that he recognizes, Mm -hmm. and uh, he thinks, "I better go and investigate." Um, Someone's in town, and we cut to. And this someone is in, in in disguise in the first panel that we see. I him in. know, and that is so cool. Yeah, Th- this is somebody. Um, well, I'm just going to say it's Wilbur Day. Yeah, who is Stiltman at yeah. this point, mm-hmm. and um, but he, he's out of his costume. Mm-hmm. But to go to this shady deal, he dresses. He puts a like a, a fake mask on. Yeah, another human looking mask, uh-huh. just so nobody would recognize him. Yeah, it was neat seeing a human going into a mask out of their out of their normal. Uh, yeah. Bad guy get up. Yeah, it's cool. If, if, and it made him seem more sinister somehow. Right. And uh, yeah, he's in there. He's got some guys that he's uh, buying some equipment off of. Yeah, so it's um, uh, a satellite dish, isn't it? Or? It, well, it looks like a satellite dish. It's stuff that, that he's using it to, to make a, his, uh, his ray gun. Yeah, it's, the, um, it's actually from way back in issue eight. It's the thing that he was trying to make back then, the molecular condenser. Which he was successful in and yeah. ended up going into that limbo stage yeah. for a really long time. And now he has he, he's trying to get this new revamp uh, version, which we'll go over later. Mm-hmm. But um, So the idea is he's with these, these thugs and they stole this stuff from him and he's trying to buy it back from them. And even Daredevil can tell, like, he goes, you know, he's using his radar trying to figure out what is inside these crates. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so so it's just a cool little moment, yeah. and then it does. Have, also, I just want to say it has a Geronimo in there. It does have a Geronimo. Yeah. So what happens is Daredevil thinks I've got to break this up, and he um, he notices that there's bars on the window. <laughs> I, l- I love it. Of one window, so he thinks, "Well, I've got to smash through the other one." So if, if you've got the combination of there's a two footed kick, there's a Geronimo, and there's a smashed window. So it's very old, yeah. old school. <laughs> and he, I mean. To be able to jump kick through a window that's barred, yeah. that takes talent, especially not to break your foot. Yeah, <laughs> or slice yourself to pieces. Yeah. Anyway, he kicks, he smashes through the window, breaks the bars. And, the, and, the, and once again, not to just keep tooting his horn, but like Sid Shores, man, like the artwork here, like it's, it's for, uh, Daredevil is silhouetted. Mm-hmm. 
And so we can see everything that's going on behind him. Yeah. It's smashing through. Through the window. And then we got a big panel of him beating the crud out of four of these goons. We have one guy having his hat, his head just smashed into the ground. (laughs) We got a punch. We got a kick. Uh You know, and it's cool. A two-footed kick. A two-footed kick. And then then Daredevil... you know, he senses that, you know, while he's fighting these guys with his radar sense that Wilbur Day is escaping. Yeah. And then Wilbur Day throws a little gas canister in the room and knocks him for six and mm-hmm. is able to get away. Um, when he comes to, he feels that there's some, the, 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 the stuff that they were trying to sell those, those, the bad guys, they were trying to, is it like 10 grand they say or something or 40 grand? There's some amount of money that, that Daredevil's cost them. Um, but it's like this really highly polished, um, satellite dish metal thing that he's he's kind of like this is there's some high end stuff here and it's kind of what is this guy up to what is Steelman up to and he's talking to it cuts to him talking to Natasha about what the plan is and then we cut very quickly away to Stiltman walking mm-hmm. through San walking Francisco walking through the city and it's a real old it's an old school shot of him you know up high just striding through between buildings yeah he uses he uses he he does once he gets to his lair he does the really quick hydraulic yeah the leg he, drop thing the leg drop and he goes down and he enters where um, he what is the name of his um, his number one thug or his number oh, one that's a good question I can't remember his name no. but so he goes there and what we find out is that um, he is kidnapped. Uh, Claxton, and, Claxton. If, and if you remember all the way back in Daredevil issue eight, Claxton was a guy who originally created the technology mm-hmm. for the for the molecular 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 condenser. So he's kidnapped him, and um, he's also kidnapped his daughter Barbara. Was it his daughter? Yeah, wasn't it his daughter? You're probably you're <laughs> right. For some reason, I, I thought it was his wife. I, I looked over the word daughter. Um, maybe it's because she's wearing like lingerie. Yeah, they present her as being like a, like she's been kidnapped in the middle of the night and she's in a nighty. Right. And there's a lot of, it's kind of uncomfortable amounts of, uh, the, the threat is basically that this thug that uh, Wilbur Day has with him, that Stiltman has with him, is going to have his way with the daughter unless Claxton plays ball and, yeah. and finishes his work on the molecular condenser. And, and, and then there's a cool page, or sorry, a cool panel where we get him taking off his mask yeah. Which is kind of cool because you don't ever you don't see too many villains demasked. No, so it's a shot of him getting his mask taken off, and mm-hmm. then the next panel is him taking off the fake mask, <laughs> and so we can see what he it's really looks layer like. Upon under, layer. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, and then we have a little like flashback to what happened, and he talks about how he's gonna, how he's uh, how, what the molecular condenser is, and how he's gonna get him to do it, and why he hates Daredevil very quickly. And uh, his plan, I think, uh, does he say his plan at this moment? He's going to shrink San Francisco, basically. He he does, yeah. And the the whole idea is that he's going to use his way on San Francisco unless he is paid. And remember, this is 1973. Unless he is paid $1 billion. Wow, he's going for the big money. And there's there's two parts to this deal. Mm -hmm. He wants a billion dollars and he wants Daredevil's head. Yeah. He wants Daredevil to be killed as well. So unless he gets those two things, goodbye San Francisco. Yeah. That's 
kind of a wild uh, request. Yeah. And then, like I mentioned earlier, so Daredevil gets a chance to do some detective work in this issue. Where does I, he go to do it? He goes to the library. I love it. I love it. So him and the Black they Widow, break into the library. they break into the library, <laughs> and they're looking through old newspaper articles to try yeah, to find some the information. And this is where they find out that Claxton has been kidnapped, and then D- uh, Daredevil puts two and two together and figures yeah. out, okay, so if Claxton's been kidnapped, it has it had to have been Wilbur Day mm-hmm. because of their connection in the past yeah so they go out searching and they split they, they split, split up, up to cover more ground and yeah. and we have a little moment when they split we should mention that he he says uh be careful out there to black widow and she takes it as as a like uh you're you're looking down on me again right. so we're starting to see some friction between the two of them that's been kind of but it's been bubbling along for a while now but it's it's very um it's become more and more explicit in the next few issues this issue really has a lot of fun daredevil billy club swinging yeah it really does yeah so what he does is he swings around town until and he's basically using his radar to try to find mm-hmm. um claxton and to try, try and find wilbur day and he's swinging and swinging and he finds claxton's heartbeat he finds Claxton's so he can heartbeat. remember it all the way back from yeah issue eight like yeah ten, like eight years ago or, yeah. or however long and uh, he kicks in the door and he lays a smack down on Wilbur Day's number one goon. I can't remember his name. It's got to be there. Doesn't he say? He says it in the page with uh, the daughter. I remember that's the page where he says the, the guy's name. So this guy who's who's more muscled than anything else doesn't even put up a very good fight. Daredevil takes him down pretty easy. But in, mm-hmm. the, in the chaos, while Daredevil is fighting um, this guy, uh, Wilbur Day takes Barbara and goes on the run. Yes. And uh, yeah, the, the, the dad. Uh, his, his name is Enderos. Oh, Enderos. Yeah. Okay. The dad uh, Claxton realizes what's going on, and he he has a moment where he's like, "No," and runs into the room where Barbara's been mm-hmm. held, and realizes that that Wilbur, that Stiltman, Wilbur, Wilbur Man, has taken her and is out striding through the city. Right. And Daredevil says, "You've got to." hold it together we're going to get her back don't worry and that was a good thing that they had split up because it just so happens that black widow is, is tracks down Stiltman, yeah she's carrying barbara and they have a little fight and yeah. uh, she actually it's a cool moment she kicks Stiltman in the back causing him to drop mm-hmm. um to drop uh barbara, barbara. and then uh, she does this simultaneously like almost simultaneously because she's swinging in from a rope mm-hmm. she goes and she catches her from the drop it's a cool yeah. it's a cool little moment yeah and then takes her down safely yeah she's using her stingers to to kind of keep a still man at bay and right. stop him from using the molecular condenser or any kind of weapon right her. and then the weakest part of this issue was how this gun that they that he's raved about how powerful it is how easily it is taken down it's as simple as uh uh still man points it at at black widow and she go she throws her grappling hook line up yeah. and knocks it out of his hand yeah. and that's the last bit that um that Stiltman has it yeah it's dropped that's it he it's, drops it's it from dropped. way up high and, you know, he's so tall his legs are up there he can't, he can't like, oh, go down and get it right um, and then he kind of basically she she grabs onto his leg and he kicks her into a wall doesn't he or kicks her so that she falls he does something doesn't yeah. he zap her or something yeah, yeah. but it, but in the meantime Daredevil's Daredevil's made his way over there yeah. and together they're able to take him down yeah. and yeah, he's it, had enough of Steel Man right and, and Daredevil does one of those super powerful powerful kicks and yeah. he, and, and he is mad at this point because uh, he's he goes to Steel Man if you've killed her because mm-hmm. he just like you mentioned Steel Man had knocked. Um, knock Black Widow down into a wall or something. Mm-hmm. Daredevil says, "I'll kill you." Yeah, 
And that's pretty strong words coming from Daredevil. He doesn't yeah. threaten to kill too many people. It's Stiltman. He's a yeah. He's had enough of Stiltman. And then we have an awesome shot of still <laughs> of the kick causing Stiltman to crash in through yeah. a window onto a few nineteen um, seventies automobiles. Yeah, it mentions some, doesn't it mention like something weird about um, uh, the, the like the captain of the Poseidon or something like that. It mentions some. I think it says the captain, as the even the captain of the Poseidon knows that if uh, if you have a fulcrum point with too much momentum, then you're going to flip over. <laughs> and then he kicks, it kicks, kicks Stillman through a window, basically. Um, and then um, we have this little moment. I think the the uh, Dada will make sure that she's okay. They kind of get together and they walk off into the moonset or into the, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then um, we see a little hobo moment. It's a guy. Yeah. It's such a cute moment. It is. Um, it's Eddie. Eddie the Eddie the Tramp finds <laughs> the molecular condenser in a trash can where it's fallen and thinks about maybe he can make some money yeah, selling it. Yeah, and the guy's name is uh, Johnny the Rake. He's like, oh, Johnny the Rake's going to pay a whole bunch for this. Oh, Johnny will love this. And then, and then he picks it up and he's like, this is just a plastic toy. <laughs> and then he tosses it in the garbage can and walks away. He walks away, and that's the end of that issue. Yeah. And it's such a great issue. I really yeah. do um, I, I it, recommend going and yeah. reading it in whatever way you can. It's on the Marvel. It's, cla- it's classic Daredevil. It's fun. It has a beginning, middle, and yeah. end. Daredevil gets to do some detective work. <clears throat> There's some great art, some great fight scenes all around. Really fun, yeah. and it was a refreshing. It was refreshing to get away from the cosmic side of what Gerber was doing for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so now Speaking we're the yeah, we are back <laughs> to it. We hit it at full speed with issue 103. 103. And this and is where Don Heck takes over. Don Heck, who has been, I think he's been doing the Hulk at this stage. and uh, He did the Avengers for a while. He did that Avengers, Avengers episode, or that event, yeah, that Avengers one that, that we, uh, that's right, that we did. Yeah. So, um, so we this go, is a fun issue. It as is well. fun. It's fun because, it, um, it, it once again, they wanted to get. Another chance to see Spider-Man and Daredevil Spider-Man. together, which is always great. Yeah, these two guys like play off each other yeah. quite well. So, so Spider-Man uh, was hired was hired by J. Jonah Jameson to go find Peter Parker was hired by. Oh, excuse me, Peter Parker was hired by <laughs> J. Jo- uh, J. Jonah Jameson to go to San Francisco to go get an exclusive interview with Daredevil. Yeah. So we not so exclusive after issue 100, but right. Well, but, but who knows if that, that was, yeah, I don't think they published it yet. It probably (laughs) takes a while for the turnaround anyways on those interviews. (laughs) So, um, Daredevil and Black Widow are swinging into their fancy pad and we got Spider-Man carrying his clothes in a webbed ball, just Mm kind of looking over them and, and everything. And it's a great little splash page. Yeah. You know, I, I like Don Heck. Mm-hmm. It, it is a little bit kind of more of that that classic style with a lot of close ups and yeah. you know and, and it's everything. It's very and, traditional panels and right. It's fun. I, I like these few issues. They they work yeah. well. They, they the artwork takes a while. I, I mean, you know, we've raved about Gene, Co- Gene Colan on this, mm-hmm. and <coughs> him being gone, um, it hasn't hurt the story, but it is. Mm-hmm such a stark departure and it's just reminding you that this that, you know this run the gerber run and the issues that, that that are coming up are their own thing and they're very different from what's gone on before so it's like yeah. you know it's not worth harping on about not liking it because yeah of what came before it's yeah, finding yeah, yeah. What, what was good in it and right and they they have they they kind of settle i think they have don heck for a few issues and then they settle on um uh brown um, I'm forgetting. Bob his, Brown. Bob Brown. Thank you. Yeah. I, was, I didn't think it could possibly be Bobby Brown, but 
Bob Brown, um, and he he does the artwork for a while. But it's there, there's a real fluctuation of writers and artists in this. Yeah, this I run. think Don Heck ended up doing four issues, so mm-hmm. that's you know that's that's a pretty good little run, four yeah, months not worth. But yeah, yeah, and so, he's probably doing the Hulk at the same time, so. right? So so a kind of a gist of uh, of this story is uh, Daredevil has taken the papers that were. The ones that um, from issue one hundred that um, they, they were the guy at the whose name I can't remember, but that guy I've got my notes right here. I feel like I'm going to sneeze, so uh, if I suddenly sneeze, cover. <laughs> there you go. Hallelujah. There you go. Uh, bless you. So, anyways, uh, you. so the idea is that he stole the or that Daredevil took these papers for Jan's. Si- yeah, Mr. Jan. Mr. Jan's papers for safekeeping from Rolling mm-hmm. Stone, and um, he he really wants to know what the papers are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he says, "I wish I had uh, X-ray vision. X-ray vision instead of that." But <laughs> so he, he hides it somewhere in the house, and yeah, they and have it, a safety. They have a yeah. safe behind a picture. So, so, mansion, so meanwhile, Peter Parker gets back into, or sorry, Spider-Man gets out of his Spider-Man clothes and gets into his Peter Parker garbs, and then he heads down, uh, has a little running with Ivan in front of the building, and yeah. Ivan's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "I'm going to go interview." And Ivan's like, "All right, good luck, have fun." I think he says, "You should interview me. I'm oh, more interesting. Yeah, than I'm more interesting than both of them." And he and, uh, and Peter says, I, "I'm. I don't doubt it." <laughs> right. But and then I've got a job to do. Right. So he knocks on the door. Black Widow and all her flirtatiousness answers, and it's like, "Oh, hello there," you know, <laughs> and then invites him in, and then Daredevil shows up and uh, actually agrees to the interview. So yeah, says he's getting used to this. Yeah. So he, he kind of starts interviewing, but there was a huge moment though that that was a kind of a something that they missed here that I, that I think they should have handled this a little bit differently was. In the last issue, we found out, once again, this was a different writer, Chris Claremont, but we found out that Daredevil can recognize heartbeats from eight years ago, from a, you know, from a long yeah. time ago, and he has no idea who Peter Parker is. No, he just, uh, he should, but he's only met Spider-Man. But it doesn't it? matter. It's the same heartbeat. And no, it, it might be muffled from I, maybe no way, Spider-Man. No way. Maybe no when he's way. Spider-Man and his I heart think, rate changes. I think they should have had him automatically at that moment know that that was spider-man but to but he knows spider-man is a good guy so he's going to keep it a secret and maybe he is he, no they would have <laughs> said something jamie they would have said something anyways it's not a big deal i just thought the fact that he recognized wilbur days and claxton's and stuff yeah. and, and he wasn't looking for wilbur days he was looking for claxton's yeah. wilbur days he just happened to notice so that's why i figured he would have happened to notice that's true peter parker's heartbeat yeah but but anyway, so so the interview goes on, and, and, and he only gets time to ask like one question, and then all of a sudden the spider senses start yeah, to tingle. You get the classic split face Spider-Man yeah. panel of Peter and the Spider-Man mask on one side, and something's coming. And, right, uh, and go ahead, Jamie. Ramrod is a Wa-boom, new character. Boom! Crash. Ramrod, and this is like I think it's three pages total. He kind of comes in and smashes the the house to yeah to, to smithereens. Yeah, he's bam, just like I'm, boom, I'm here for the papers. Where are they? They've got to be upstairs. Smash, 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 and then just leaves. And mm-hmm. he's like completely destroyed. They really do a good job to show how strong Ramrod is. He, yeah, he, uh, just to kind of describe how he looks is because I'm sure most l- listeners probably don't know anything about Ramrod. He he wears green pants and mm-hmm. is shirtless, and he's kind of half cyborg. Yeah. But it's the weirdest looking half cyborg that it you've ever looks seen. Like Robocop with the, the yeah. helmet off. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> Robocop with the helmet off yeah. and, and showing still showing his human abs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Daredevil does this uh, shoulder uh, 
you know, collision jab into him. Yeah, it almost breaks his shoulder, like, breaks ow. his neck. They're really showing how strong Ramrod is. Yep. And, and uh, Black and Widow it, tries to take him down. Yeah. And, and we should say he was successful in getting the papers. Yeah. He finds the papers behind yeah. it. He like, punches a hole in the safe, basically, yeah. and pulls them out. And, and he says, goes, I'm out of here. And meanwhile, Spider-Man, once again, Peter Parker, all these superheroes got to keep their secret identities. See, this would have been a perfect time because if Daredevil would have known that 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 Peter Parker yeah. was Spider-Man, there could have been some inner dialogue like, geez, man, you know, like you could have helped us out instead of had to keep your secret identity, which would have been a joke because Matt has done that literally like 50 times. Yeah. <laughs> I think at this stage, they all know that they're all heroes in there. Like even if Matt Murdock was there, <laughs> Peter would have been like, come on, dude, I know. Um, <laughs> But they, the, the other two say, wait here, we're going to go chase him down. This is what superheroes do. And um, Peter's like, well, I'm glad they got out of the way because it means I can change into Spider-Man and go and help them. And um, we have a... They, 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 the two of them swing after him and pass by him and, and Ramrod is sitting up on a rooftop and he's like, these they, they have no idea that I can jump as high as I can. Yeah, <laughs> He's like sitting on a roof just going, look at them. They, they have no idea I'm as agile... As mm-hmm. whatever I'm, I'm up here and they're just swinging by this is a good time to tell my origin right yeah w- which is helpful um, it is a- as we mentioned i think that when we were covering the last issue is that uh you know this is another one of the man's creations yes and uh he was create he was a he was an oil rig uh, foreman mm-hmm. and a, a, a barrel of oil falls on him and nearly kills yeah, him several and he, yeah and, and he goes to the hospital and those same people that worked on those other two the dark messiah and Angar the Screamer worked on him and turned yeah. him into the cyborg. Well, first the regular doctors see him and they say this ma- every bone in this man's body right, is broken. Right. And then he's wheeled off to like the secret wing of the hospital where these experiments are going on. And then the and then the man in some mysterious bald figure. Yeah, who, we get to actually see that he, the man isn't alone in this one. Yeah, there, there's some bald figure. They're in the shadows with uh-huh. him. Uh, has a female body, so it's a bald female. Yeah. Um, tell him like... You know, this is what we did. We saved your life, and now you're going to go um, murder Daredevil for us. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Murder him? I'm not a killer. No way." And then <laughs> this it, is great. They actually they say, yeah. "Well, <laughs> you are now. You are. <laughs> we've injected you with a poison. We've, we've injected you with a Chinese yeah. synthetic. It's yeah. very crank." Um, and uh, he's told that unless there's a chemical, deadly chemical inside him, unless he kills Daredevil, he doesn't get the antidote. So he's, you know, he's there's no way I'm going to die. I'm going to go kill this guy if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. So he goes off to do it. And while he's doing that, Spidey swings in, grabs the safety deposit box from, from Ramrod. With the papers in With the papers in. Takes off. Uh, he's giving chase. Yeah, and and Daredevil and Black Widow get there at, at this point. And so it's the three of them there with yeah. Ramrod. And Daredevil uh, tells Spider-Man, you need to leave. Yeah, Take, get these. Get pa- as far away. Far as away. And it's funny because realistically, Spider-Man is way more powerful Spider-Man's than Daredevil. The strongest one there. Yeah. So it should be Daredevil, or sorry, it should be Spider-Man that's fighting Ramrod. Yeah. But but you know it's Daredevil comic book. So he's like Spider-Man, go get him away. And Spider-Man's like yes sir, and goes and yeah, and gets he's, out he's, of there. he's thinking is like I can get as high as possible with these. He won't be able to get me mm-hmm. if I get really high up. Um, and Ramrod makes short work of of uh, Black Widow. And yeah. So he he basically takes them out and then takes off the Spider-Man. And we find a key here. And the reason why it was so easy to, for him to track down Spider-Man and how he was able to find those papers to begin with in, in, Matt's, in, in, yeah. in Matt and Natasha's uh, uh, house was because these, saint, these papers were, they had some uh, radioactive mm-hmm. residue on them that, that 
he can sense. Yeah, he can track them. Which is interesting because, so so we know Ramar's trying to get him back. So yeah. we know these papers, if we didn't already figure this out on our own, because we are somewhat clever, <laughs> that these papers are associated somehow with the man. Yeah. And, you know, oh, sorry, guys, I hit the microphone. Um, but yeah, so so the fight between Spider-Man and Ramrod goes up on this. Um, it gets higher and higher, and he's going up a, a kind of pyramid building that is yeah, peaking. And Ramrod is basically digging his hands into the, the building to climb up and get higher and higher and higher. And um, then... He loses his grip because he sees the Black Widow. Black Widow surprised him, and he thought he had killed the Black Widow right. at this point. Because the, during the fight, him and Daredevil and Black Widow to fight, um, Ramrod basically grabs the Black Widow and says... I'll, I'll throw her unless you back off. And then he tosses her and Daredevil dives down to save her as he, he likes to do his, his big leap save. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as Ramrod is concerned, they're dead and he's after Spider-Man. And when she appears, he's so startled that they're able to kick him in the face and send him <laughs> falling off of the building. And this is great. He actually, unlike almost every other villain that's ever fallen off a building whenever Daredevil's around, he doesn't die. He just smashes into the ground <laughs> yeah. and gets buried halfway. <laughs> and they're like, well... I guess he's a cop's problem now. Yeah, and and this is this is saying that that is happens a lot in this little run, which is that these incredible, powerful villains fight, and then they kind of lose the fight, and then the police take them into custody with no hassle. It's only like in the next issue or two where there's a little bit of a hassle with one of them, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's like. Okay, we've subdued the incredibly powerful bad yeah. guy. Hey, Paul, come over here. Put the handcuffs on him. And it's like, oh, all right then. Um, so that happens. And yeah, Spider-Man says his goodbye Spider-Man and he swings says, off and he does. Oh, like, he does a he, he does a yeah. super quick little change. He's, he comes back as Peter Parker and he's like, "Hey guys, I just you know came down to the commotion. See if we can finish that interview." And then they walk off into the. Uh, the day set. The day set. <laughs> and and, um, and they finish the interview. And yeah. then that finishes the issue. It was a fun one. I liked it. It is fun. It and is I was, fun. When I, I even s- wrote in my notes. Pretty fun Pretty issue. fun issue. <laughs> and this next issue, yes. I actually like this one a lot too. You do? Um, I do because of one moment. It's a fantastic cover. Yeah, oh, I know. I love the cover. Yeah. Um, but I like it for one moment, which I'll talk about um, first if you don't mind. Absolutely. This one. Absolutely, I don't mind. This, <laughs> this one brings in... Um, a Craven, mm-hmm. Spider-Man villain. Yeah, he'll punch a rhino. Right, <laughs> right. And, and he talks about it. I'm just <laughs> getting my my notes down. But um, the beginning of this is I love moments like this in Daredevil. Oh, yeah. I love moments in, like this in Daredevil. And the first three pages are um, Black Widow and Daredevil training and talking. Flirting. Flirting with each other. Mm-hmm. And it is so cleverly written and drawn and this is um don heck um this is don heck again and, mm-hmm. and this is why i this is why i really actually enjoyed his little four issue arc that he did yeah. because he was he, he he was i don't know he was just able to capture these really fun cute moments mm-hmm. that that dialogue ended up adding so much to yeah and probably one of my all-time favorite daredevil pages <laughs> is is a cool moment where um is it the high beam I think it's what it's called in gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Is it the high beam? Yeah. Um, uh, Black Widow's on her hands and has her has her legs spread out, and mm-hmm. then Daredevil's swinging all around her, having this conversation. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's just so touching. Yeah. And we and, and and this is where Daredevil Daredevil's just kind of telling uh, her his powers, kind of 
and everything. And he are, and she already knows them. Yeah. But it also gives a chance for the readers who come on to kind of learn a little bit about it. Yeah. And it was just a cool. I just want to. I just want to read the the, the text here because I like it so much. So. This is Daredevil talking to Black Widow. He goes, when a person lies, his heartbeat accelerates and my hearing is sensitive enough to detect that change. And then she goes, sorry, I forgot. And then Matt goes, you're lying, Tasha. You knew it all along. Your own heartbeat betrayed you. It was such a cool <laughs> little moment. And she's like, touche. But Matt, if you if you cross Broderick, once again, uh, we talk about the person that wants this is Matt's partner mm-hmm. who wants him to have his people um, plead, plead guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, might it mean, you know, and she, she thinks it's going to mean that he loses, you know, his partnership or his job or whatever. Yeah. And then look, have you ever seen the next panel? The Yeah, that's great. It's great because Daredevil, his hair is falling down because he's backwards and they actually have he's the upside down. Or, sorry. He's upside down. And you have the, 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 the dialogue, um, the dialogue upside down too. Mm-hmm. It's so clever. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Um, yeah, but, and it's a it's the central panel, so the whole art kind of hinges around that. So you right. can imagine reading it and turning the page and coming back. It's, it's just of, it's just a great series of of, yeah. of three pages where we learn the story so far. We it sums story, up everything. We but it Daredevil's does. powers, we learn that uh-huh. Black Widow is incredibly agile mm-hmm. and a good. And she mentions, you know, I could have joined the ballet, I could have been a gymnast, but yeah. I was a great fighter and. So it just gives you a good rundown of both of them, and, and they do it while they're working out. It shows that that these guys are humans. Yeah, it, it shows that you know superheroes need to work out. They need yeah. to train, and and you know you know I don't know. Great moment, love it. So yeah. kudos to and Gerber and Heck and Perlin. Um, in the first page, isn't Ivan just watching? No, he, he's at the end. Oh, he's at the end. And okay. so they exit the workout room, and then that's where um, Ivan gives Matt this oh, note. Yeah, he's and he was like, he goes, "Hey, happy. so." Was it Kerwin? I can never remember. Kerwin J. Broderick. Kerwin J. Broderick has invited you over to um, his cocktail, his cocktail party. party in a mm-hmm. week. And um, I don't think we've mentioned this before, but uh, Daredevil has never, or sorry, Matt has never met Broderick. No, he's a mysterious. He's a mysterious person. Mysterious. Which obviously, you know, I mean, we know where this is going. Do we? I mean, come on. Yeah. It has, we know Especially where this is going. Especially when the next, the very next uh, <laughs> sequence cuts to a mysterious figure <laughs> who has summoned Craven. No man summons me. Yes, <laughs> Craven, the hunter, who says I'm I'm here and, just and, for and the fun the, of it. And the craziest part is is the man offers Craven one hundred thousand dollars to kill Daredevil, yeah. and he's like, "Keep your money. I don't give a crap about money. I it's it's only for the thrill of the hunt. I mean, for the thrill of the hunt. I gotta tell you right now." This is a, if I'm a if I'm a super villain, a super mastermind criminal. I'm getting Craven. Craven's the guy I'm going to hire. If I'm running low on cash, <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, let's call Craven. He'll do it. He works cheap. <laughs> he works really cheap. <coughs> um. So we have that, and Craven's like, "Yeah, I'm going to take this guy down." And we cut to, um, uh, Daredevil swinging and talking. In he's he's thinking about the trial. Yeah, and, and he heads back to his office, and he has a conversation yeah. with Sloan. And Sloan is like, "Hey, just so you know, I postponed. I postponed. The, yeah, I did uh, you a favor. Yeah. I postponed the hearing, so the judge is not going to listen to it. So you don't have to not plead guilty, and you won't cause problems with Broderick." And Matt gets angry again. He's like, "Do not get involved in the work I'm doing. This is my case. I'm not going to plead guilty. You guys have to learn that when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it." And uh, he gets a cab home. Yeah, which is kind of nice. I love that he gets a couple of cab rides in in this one. Um, when he gets home, he finds the the gate 
to the the mansion is open and he says that's weird we don't normally leave the gate or natasha doesn't normally leave the gate open she he goes into the house and he finds ivan tied up in the house uh he was knocked out by some kind of potion and black widow has been kidnapped and mm-hmm. um matt he does another quick change i think he does it like in the space of two words yeah i know <laughs> this has got to be either, the quickest change either he stops talking and ivan's just sitting there tied up going <laughs> what come on <laughs> finish your sentence man or he just knows that he's going to change or he yeah. does it really quickly we, we know that uh, we know that he's craven has taken black widow to the zoo yeah he's taken her to the mm-hmm. zoo so um which i think didn't that happen before where someone took someone to the zoo it, to the you're thinking la brea tar pits oh okay i think so i feel like zoos have been done before well, it could it could have been it could yeah. have been yeah it's been a hundred issues hundred um we should and recap them all again. We should. Um, so, so Daredevil <laughs> goes to the zoo, and uh, he's able to anticipate Craven's uh, pounce, obviously yeah. with his radar, which senses. impresses Craven. Oh that's yeah, the, that's, it, it really says, does. No other man has been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you are a worthy foe finally. Um, and so what's up with Craven's outfit? It's weird it's colors so, in it's this so, one. It's so weird. It's like he's wearing leopard pants and he has a belt that has has like teeth hanging out of it. Yeah. And then he's wearing ballet slippers. Well, I think if you look at when he first appeared in one of the early Spider-Man, I think it was like, it was when Steve Ditko was still high. So it was in the first, I, I feel like it was in the first 12 issues, definitely. And he was quite garishly colored. Um, doesn't he have green pants on, or is no? You said leopard, but he they're, has green le- somewhere, right? It, he has a green vest. Yeah, and it's just it's it's, it's really weird. It's and it's got like refined. it has like a fur collar, like a really <laughs> yeah. big fur collar. I mean, his his costume is wild yeah. whenever you see him, but they kind of tone yeah. down some of the colors as he goes on. But yeah, he he jumps out. They have a little fight, he, and then um, he, he pulls out a blowhorn. Yeah, and he blows it, and all of a sudden, all the elephants in a nearby exhibit but, start yeah, it's going a weird horn. Yeah, that yeah. He, they, they start going crazy and stomping around. And then that's when we find out that he has tied Black Widow to the ground. Yeah, he's pinned her. Pinned her to the ground. And, he, and she's about to be uh, stomped on by these elephants. Luckily, Daredevil, who has struggles at first because all of the chaos is making yeah. his radar senses kind of go wacky, he's able to swoop in at just the right time and save her. And, of course, after that happens, you know, He's no longer fighting Craven, but Craven kind of watches all this from a di- you know yeah. from afar and they, saying they hug and he says yeah I'm gonna get my him. hands on you very soon yeah. and uh, I think he, he he says to Natasha just keep screaming I'll be able to find you mm-hmm. if you can keep screaming so and then something that happens next is like we have a time passing moment where we mm-hmm. have one panel saying six days pass yeah which is interesting you don't see that too often no that big of a time jump yeah. So six days pass, the trial happens, that's all that we know. We don't hear anything else about it. Mm-hmm. We just know the trial's going on. And we cut to um, another great, great dialogue moment from Gerber. This is Gerber's best writing, because mm-hmm. of what I said earlier in this m- moment. Uh, th- they're getting ready for the cocktail party. They're dressed up. And Natasha goes up to Matt, who's in the library pulling out a book, right? And uh, uh, you know she goes and's kissing his neck and everything, and uh, Matt's like, mm, "Stop nibbling on my ear," or, you know, and all this type of stuff. And then he, she goes, "Very funny." And then she says to Matt, "But flatter me some more. How do I look? I designed this outfit with you in mind. I can wear my costume underneath." She asks, and Matt goes, "Tasha, I uh, I can't see it. Remember?" <laughs> and then let's go. <laughs> like, like that, that's it. I thought this is genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gerber makes a real point of. of- 
the <laughs> site. And he also puts seen or I watched you in quotations whenever Daredevil says something like, I yeah. just watched that happen. <laughs> um, uh, so they, they, they drive. They take off. They yeah, go to go the, the cocktail party. And uh, when they get to the door, they knock on the door and um, uh, we finally see Broderick. He, he greets them and he's quite charming and they're kind of taken aback by how friendly he is. Yeah, he's got, uh, you know, wearing a bright pink uh, coat. He's a fine-dressed man. Yeah, very fine. Uh, and he's with a bunch of people that are wealthy and kind of... Lots you know, of stripes. Yeah. A lot of people are wearing stripes. There are. And I think uh, Black Widow's partly bored and partly like she just wants to shock them a little bit. So she's saying things that turn into women... They're all going, oh my, and yeah. lots of that going on. Um, and then Craven shows up. Craven just smashes. Oh, man. There's been so many uh, in this in this episode, Jamie. There's been like twelve smashed uh, windows. It's yeah, great. It's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it up, Gerber. All right. Anyway, so so Craven jumps in, and uh, Black Widow. You know, Matt's got to sneak off to change. Well, it's kind of cool because he, he. There's a lot of confusion, and while Black Widow's fighting, Matt's able to change. Yeah. Into Daredevil, and and Craven even says, "Oh, thank goodness, Daredevil is here." Mm-hmm. Um, and then they kind of crash out in, and they 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 um, they go yeah they go the outside and, and we didn't fight. mention this that the, the house is on a it's on a cliff top it's like a it's on the the edge of a cliff the edge of a cliff the, yeah the so the fight goes outside and and of course everyone has to come out and watch what's going on yeah and you know Daredevil puts up a few good punches at one point Craven takes out a a, a glove that that is like a leopard claw yeah and, and the claws are actually real and she and, and he like chops off part of a tree when he takes a swing at Black mm-hmm. Widow it's a good little fight um, but yeah. obviously it's apparent that that Daredevil and Natasha working together aren't really a match for Craven. That's how good Craven is at fighting. Yeah. And he uses a blow dart. He yeah, takes... hits Natasha. She falls, which makes Daredevil get a little bit scared. Yeah. And then that's when he comes. When Craven comes in and does the, like the the big blow right to the stomach with the headbutt. Yeah. And a smackdown on the chest and picks him up and and gets ready to throw him like overboard. Some kind of rhino. Yeah. Yeah. And he holds him over the edge of the cliff. And... A lot of. This fight was a lot of like brute force, like hitting. It wasn't much of a finesse fight. It was more of like a bow, bow, like yeah. throwing big blows. Yeah, um, and, and Craven's it, tough. Yeah, we, we, and, it, and it leaves with a cliffhanger. Literal, literal cliffhanger. Cliff dangler. <laughs> a, a, it leaves with a cliff dangler. Cliff dangler. Oh, we'll never be able to say that again. No, well, I mean maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, and now we're on to <laughs> issue one hundred and five. 105. Which is called Menace from the Moons of Saturn. Yeah. Which and the, kind of might, if, if you open this issue, you'd think, what the? Yeah, well, look at the cover alone. We have some we have some bald woman yeah. um, in a very scandalous yeah. outfit with our three super yeah. super cosmic-powered humans of Angard, the Dark Messiah, and Ramrod. And we're thinking, oh my goodness, this is yeah. just going to be a, this is going to be epic. Two things you're thinking is, who is this woman? And the other one is, where's Craven? <laughs> um, so we open where we left off, and Daredevil is thrown to to an effort. Just just before he's thrown, Black Widow comes to and tries to stop him, and runs through the crowd and sort of says to them, "You're all disgusting for just watching this. Why aren't any of you helping him?" And Craven throws Daredevil down mm-hmm. to the rocky ocean below to the rocky. And, and Daredevil gain yeah he gains consciousness. Yeah, the wind blowing by yeah him up. during the fall. And he thinks, I've got to twist my body, and if I can turn it, if I can twist my body enough in this fall, I'll be able to kind of hit the water enough that I might survive. And just before he's about to hit either the rocks or the water, he vanishes. Yeah. He pops. It's a poof. Poof. Gone. 
and uh and, and, i like, and, I like and, the, yeah i know what you're gonna say <laughs> go ahead black widow's like what did you do and he's that if craven says like what is the, the actual word and you he goes you little fool i had nothing to do with this man what, what are we talking about uh, when Craven says, like, uh, I, I would never resort to parlor tricks or something. Oh, like such that. pranks are not the way of Craven. Yeah. I thought what you were going to say was under the poof. Oh, yeah. There's a little uh, box of, what, what do you call these boxes, Jamie? Uh, Ex- you- story or exposition? or Like a little, caption. Caption. Yeah. So, so, so there's this little caption under the poof. Because remember, Daredevil was just going to fall in water. Yeah. And it's literally goes, huh? With a question mark. (laughs) That's what I thought you were going to say. When I read that, I was laughing because, like, even the writer doesn't know where is this going. (laughs) Yeah, and Gerber starts introducing that a lot more. He's like, "This is uh, what what the heck's going on?" Or he's he's more engaging as a a character. And they they kind of introduce uh, you have a lot more like editorial commentary from um, uh, Roy Thomas at this stage. Yeah. So the captions are being used a lot more to be. Do we ever mention when Roy Thomas took over for Stanley as editor? Because he's the he's the editor now. Yeah, yeah. We 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 did did we mention it was when um, uh, Jerry Conway took over as writer from Roy Thomas. Uh, Roy Thomas bumped Bumped up up right away. Okay, Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember. Yeah. So that was in the seventies, I think. So the cops show up. So so the cops show up. Of course, yeah, you know, of course. You know, ten minutes, ten minutes Paul too Carson. late. <laughs> yeah, Paul Carson, and uh, he's actually the one that gets the good hit in on. Yeah, him. he takes. They they take out Craven. Uh, yeah, between. So it's so, it's <laughs> like you just mentioned this last issue. It's like it's so, it's so crazy that we have we have Daredevil, mm-hmm. who is one of the best fighters in the Marvel universe. Yeah, hand to hand combat, mm-hmm. one of the best. Mm-hmm. You have Black Widow, who's great. And they can't do anything together, but these cops can can like distract him enough that that Black Widow can swing in and kick him in the back of the head and knock yeah, him out. Takes him out, <laughs> and uh, they're able to subdue him. And, and then we cut to Lucretia Jones, who um, we haven't seen for a while. Yeah, because well, she because uh, uh, yeah, that's right. We haven't seen her for a while. Yeah, but she's the reporter. Yeah, she knows there's a story going on. Yeah, she so. can smell a story. She's the reporter that luckily she got the note about the animals. And uh, yeah. thought, people thought it was like kittens or something, wasn't it? It was some mm-hmm. like weird thing. And she jumped on it, and now she's like the the reporter that's closest to Daredevil in San Francisco. So she she senses that something's happening, or she's that, that some commotion has come over the radio that something's happening at Broderick's place. And uh, she drives out there. We cut to her driving out there with a director in the the news van, and she's she's determined to get the scoop. Um, and then we cut to Daredevil coming too, and he's in this. Yeah, this we find crazy, out where, where he went with that poof. Yeah, the poof, huh? Took yeah. him to uh, this this kind of weird futuristic. I wrote it, I wrote it down in my notes. I, uh, how did I describe it? Because it's really hard to des- it's super hard to describe. <laughs> yeah, it's very angular. Uh, and very. I said he entered a weird, colorful metal corridor covered in weird markings. Yeah. It looks like a cathedral, but it's like a futuristic cathedral. Yeah, and there's of, there's a couple of doors, and when he enters it, um, there's a huge room that's filled with this really exotic plant life, unlike uh-huh. anything you've ever seen on Earth. Yeah, and uh, that's pretty good scene. And uh, he oh, senses snap. he senses a woman in the in the room who whose heart rate is really low. Yeah, someone who's in like a deep meditative state. Did and, you did you notice that? She's wearing green here and red on the cover. Red on the cover. They did, huh? Huh. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. Um, I think this is the first appearance, or the first time that we've seen her fully. But she she becomes a bigger character later on. I'm pretty sure in the Marvel universe. 
Anyway, yeah. we we see this woman and Daredevil slowly approaches and he's thinking the whole way and he's thinking, mm, I'm going to see if I can revive her or see if I can yeah. make her come too just by prodding her. And he walks up. He thinks, I know what to do. I'll touch her gently. I'll try to her wake gently. her from this trance-like state she's in. Yeah, so yeah. he walks over and just before he's about to, to prod her, touch her gently, she knocks him flying. She... she does she backhand him or zap him or does she, she, she? I think she karate chops. I think it's like a side, like yeah. like this part of your hand, it's whatever pretty, you call that. It's pretty vicious. Boom. And Daredevil's like, Ugh. <laughs> offhand, I'd say I succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> um, she she's and she says she knows who yeah. she is. She's yeah. Moon Dragon. Yes, the and priestess of Titan. Yeah, and then we and, and she, we see a name in this that is probably very familiar to we, anyone we, who's been we, in the cinematic Marvel universe. We but. do, and. Um, we also learn that Moon Dragon believes Daredevil is a bad guy. Yeah, she and is, and uh, and and she she believes that he is a disciple on Earth of Thanos. Yeah, a thrail she calls them. Yeah, and then we get a nice little. Um, this is great. We yeah. get a flashback sequence which is drawn by Jim Starlin, which is awesome. Yeah, if you're a Silver Surfer fan, right? Yeah, and Jim Starlin is like the man who is basically Thanos. He, he's mm-hmm. the guy who is doing all of that hyper hyper cosmic stuff in the marvel universe at this moment but he did silver surfer too right i don't know i only know him from like captain marvel and and um the the big uh the infinity gauntlet stuff and uh well, well yeah who was the writer that did all the stuff that ron lynn drew it may have been jim starlin i, I could be wrong maybe I, I messed up there but no you might be right but i, I, I felt that was later and this is like I don't know. Well, I'm going to let you describe. Okay, I'll go through this. You, you we'll know, go through you, the, the. You do the flashback. We'll do the flashback. And I'm going to. And I'm going to look Jim Starlin up okay. w- while you do the flashback. If you hear tapping, that's the, just ignore it. Um, <laughs> so she mentions Thanos, and in the flashback, we see uh, her um, uh, Moon Dragon as a young child, and she's the sole survivor of a car accident. Her parents were in the car; they they get killed, and she is. Not really rescued because she's just kind of wandering away from the car accident, but she's uh, saved by uh, Thanos' father, who I've, I'm blanking on his name, but um, the uh, controller it, or something like no, that. No, his his name is the um, uh, it's the mentor, the mentor, the yes. mentor. Yeah, and she's and he kind of thinks, you know, this this girl, I can sense some great power in her. I'm going to take her back to Titan, and we're going to raise her. And when they get there, we see Thanos as a young child and. Um, and the mother sort of says, "We, we, he takes up all of our time. He's kind of demanding as a child. We can't really dedicate our time to another child, um, even if you do sense something great in her." So they take her to a monastery, and she becomes. Uh, she's trained at this monastery, and she achieves like perfect physical, mental. Um, connection, connectivity, and gains all of these superpowers and is able to control her body completely because of this. And um, when she's there, she she knows that something's happening on Titan. She hears stories of Thanos beginning to fight his father and they return to Titan to find that Thanos has destroyed. He's become the Thanos the Destroyer, the monster. And he has destroyed titan completely and is killing everybody and uh is becoming the great the, the thanos that we know the kind of great imposing uh, gold and purple right um character who is in love with death and wants everything destroyed and wants the, the everyone to bow down to him and wants complete power um so she leaves she, she flies to earth 
and uh, hears of the thralls of, of Thanos's agents on Earth. And uh, she believes that Daredevil, like you mentioned, is one of them. And she has basically been dedicating herself for the last few issues and uh, destroying him. And she's been behind a lot of the transformations that we've seen. So come back to me now, Joshua. Did oh, I'm back. A- I'm back. Ooh, yeah, he, he did draw some Silver Surfer, but it was mostly from Infinity Gauntlet, which, which you know, Silver Surfer is at the beginning of that anyway. That's so right, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I, was, I was a little bit halfway yeah. right. But I, I'm going to make a confession now. Yeah. I've never read the Infinity Gauntlet. You haven't? No. It's good. I read it um, I read it a long time ago, uh-huh. and then I reread it after I watched, um, or no, I reread it before I watched uh, the newest one, Avengers Infinity War. I'm going to have I have a confession to make. You haven't seen that one either? I haven't seen the movie. You should see it. It's good. I you haven't d- seen the Spider-Man, so I'm kind of, you, I feel like I should watch that. You need to see it. Spider-Man Homecoming is amazing. Yeah. I loved it. And, um, and, and Infinity War is really good, too. Uh, the, the movie... It, well, okay, hold on. We're, 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 sorry. <laughs> digression, digression. Dig- anyway, so we learn that Moondragon is the one that's been behind the Dark Messiah, Ramrod mm-hmm. and Anger, and we see them all reactivated. She reactivates them and says... Right, okay. yeah. yeah. So, so we see the, the Dark Messiah, especially, he's brought back to life, because if you remember, he was the one who was convinced that he shouldn't be alive by Daredevil. <clears throat> so he killed himself or yeah and and she if she only would have touched daredevil passionately first because right after she summons these three guys these three you know cosmic power beings back daredevil says no you've got it wrong no no, you have it wrong i'm a good guy yeah so she says oh well i I can find out really easily and, and it's a great moment when when daredevil shakes her and says are you blind <laughs> um, but anyway, so she, Daredevil goes, you know, I'm the good guy, and so she touches him. They touch, you know, foreheads together, yeah. almost like they're going to kiss. And she goes, "No, you spoke the truth. You are not evil. I've done a terrible wrong." And then, at right at that moment, who comes downstairs? Who do we learn is the man behind all of this? You may have guessed, Kerwin J. Broderick, yeah, who may become Daredevil's arch nemesis. Yeah, I sure hope so. <laughs> I was going to say that, Jamie. I was going to say that Sorry. right then. I, I took it away from you. You can have it back. I'll... Can we edit that out and then and and then? Um, <laughs> no, I think we should keep all of this in. But you maybe just I'll, say it again. Uh, I'm gonna start talking in a British accent. So, anyways, um, Kevin J. Broderick comes yeah. running down and, and shoots her shoots right her in the back with a pretty nasty ray gun. Yeah. Zaps her. She drops. She. It looks like she's been killed. Yeah, <clears throat> and we and think she's been killed. And at that moment, he activates the final bad guy in his plan. Is it he that does it? Yeah, I think it is. I think he's the one who's like, I, I, "This is it. We're we're activating now." I, I present to you, Terex. Terex. Yeah. And this is different than than the normal Terex, right? I don't even know who the normal Terex is. Is there another one? The, uh, Herald of Galactus isn't Terex one of the Heralds of oh, Galactus? God, see, that's maybe. I, uh, the Heralds for yeah, me yeah. were just like Fire Storm. Is that the guy's name? No, that's DC. Silver Surfer <laughs> and the Fire Guy. Uh, is it Fire Lord? Fire Lord, thank yeah. you. I don't know. So, I so, obviously have some reading to do in the cosmic Marvel right. universe. So, anyway, so that, that kind of wraps up yeah. the fight that we're well, going to Well, appears today. in the garden, in Broderick's garden. Yeah. Where, it, the, where Paul and it, Tasha are still. A lo- lot, lot of fun stuff. A lot of fun lo- stuff. A lot of fun stuff that we covered today. I like how we both really like that fill-in stilt man issue. Yeah. Go check it out. Yeah. 102. It's it's a good one. Um, I, you know, I, I Don Hex is going to draw one more, which I'm, I actually really enjoyed his art. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, 
That, that that's good. You, I got a question for you. You, you do? got a question for me. Yeah, yeah I yeah. do. Go ahead. Let's see. Uh, you want me to go first? Sure. Da, da, do 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 do. Um, now I apologize if you covered this, but while I was looking up uh, Jim Starlet on my <laughs> phone, but um, why did the mentor take Moon Dragon from Earth and bring her to Titan? Like, uh, why did he actually do that? Um. I mean, he the, the parents had been killed in the car accident, and he sent something in her. That's the main reason was that he he claimed that she was a casualty of one of their missionary expeditions. Ah, so the reason why she died, or excuse me, the reason why her parents died was because of this flash of light oh, that, they that saw a UFO that came down and crashed. Yeah, and I think he felt guilty. Yeah, he did, and because that kid was left alone became an orphan because of yeah because of their thing so you're saying i'm right <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyways so uh here's another question for you then you you had guessed and you got it wrong so i'm going to give you gonna, <laughs> or, or you you had thought you you had thought that you would anyway whatever I'm, I'm sorry i'm, I'm stumbling so before dare before daredevil broke up the transaction um with wilbur day with the goons when he was buying that uh-huh. fancy electronic equipment how much money was Wilbur Day oh. paying the crooks for stealing that high tech electronic equipment in the beginning of issue one hundred two? See, this is I, 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 you threw two numbers yeah. out there, and near, you one said, of them was you, right. You said ten thousand, and you said forty thousand. Yeah. those are both wrong. So it's four thousand. And thirty thousand dollars. Thirty thousand. You should be ashamed, Jamie. I am ashamed. You should, you should remember everything. Well, I tried doing your method this time, and I what was read my method. When you read all of them, and then you make notes after. Okay, that's what I did. Yeah, this is easier for me. <laughs> Otherwise, taking notes sometimes seems tedious. Yeah, because you know the reading is a fun part. Talking about it's a fun part. So that's why I kind of forced myself to do all my okay. note taking right away because you know um, get my, through the tedious stuff. A bit scratchy now. I should stop typing right. them up again. Do you have a question for I me? I have a few questions. For oh you, boy, if that's the way you're going to be. I be that way. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is four. Uh, no, <laughs> it's not. All right, what is it? Um, Submariner. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, these are two questions for you. Um, I did have one I marked out and I can't see it now. I wrote it in capitals. I should really type out my notes. Um, okay, so uh, when Spider-Man's swinging away from Daredevil and Black Widow, he name drops a baddie. He says, you guys should call me next time you have an easier baddie to fight. You, he said like an easier baddie you like? That, he says that Ramrod guy was pretty tough. Maybe, maybe only call me when you're fighting someone like Someone like okay. Let me ask you this: Is it is it somebody from Daredevil um, universe, Spider Man universe? Not really. The even, Marvel universe. The Marvel universe. Yeah. What? Um. So it's not one that's appeared in a Daredevil comic book. Oh, he's appeared. He's appeared in a mm-hmm. Daredevil comic mm-hmm. book. Huh. I didn't know you could ask this many questions. I may have gone. <laughs> does he does he wear green? No. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just throw a guess out there, and uh, I'm going to say Mole Man? No, Doctor Doom. Doctor he goes Doom. For, he's, he's going oh, so full he, comedy. So he's, so he's being he's sarcastic. Saying, yeah, it's See, the, the, the way that you read that question, I thought it was being serious, Jamie. Yeah, I was taking all of the sarcasm oh. out of Spine. Okay. Um, Doctor Doom. In issue 102. I should have known that. I should have known that name. He's my have, favorite Marvel villain. You should be embarrassed. I am. I feel so <laughs> bad. Okay, so uh, Peter Corbo. Oh, damn! I just gave you the answer. 
Pia Corbo is name dropped. Um, never mind. Okay. I was so <laughs> so excited to read that one out. I'm going to go back to, I'm going to mention Pia Corbo. Um, what is the name of the other cop? The cop that uh, shoots the the guy during the sequence where they hallucinate him. Oh, I have with no idea. I'm going to say Stanley. It's McHenry. McHenry. So um, going back to Peter Corbo, <laughs> Peter Corbo <laughs> is name dropped in the Chris Claremont issue. Okay. Um, which may seem, you probably don't even know who Peter Corbo is. I have you know? no idea. See, this is fun. Um, Peter Corbo is a, he's a, uh, he's like a physicist, astrophysicist, pilot. He's an all round like super guy that Chris Claremont seems obsessed with. Okay. And he's mentioned a lot in uh, the X-Men books. He's He is the guy who, I believe, pilots the ship up to uh, the moon when the Phoenix Force hits. And he's the guy that um, that Jean Grey tele- telepathically links to mm. to be able to land the ship and get when they get hit by the Phoenix Force. So he is a big oh. part. So, so Peter Corbeau is in there. So that was nice that he that got That is cool. Him. Yeah. Um, Next time I'll try to ask questions rather than answering them first. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that was all fun. right. That was fun. That yeah. was fun. Thanks for, thanks yeah, for listening, guys. Of course. So Joshua and Jamie do Daredevil is a weekly podcast recorded, edited, and hosted by Joshua Geegan and Jamie Gamble. Episode artwork is provided by David Wynn. Yeah, who's been doing great work recently. Uh, you can find us on iTunes where you can leave a rating if you feel inclined. We're also available to listen to on our website, which can be found at jandjdudd.com. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can email us at jandjdudd at gmail.com or tweet us at, at podcast. We're also on Facebook where you can find us by searching Joshua and Jamie Do Daredevil. Thank you for listening and tune in next week when we cover issues 106 to 110 and uh, Marvel 2-in-1 issue 3 where we see um, Terex Mm -hmm. and we're introduced to maybe another possible arch villain. There's no maybe about it. I am confident confident that we are going to find Daredevil's first arch nemesis. Yes. Confident. Coming up next episode. Bye everyone, I'm Joshua. I'm Jamie. And we we just just did Daredevil. Daredevil.